Imagine, if you will, a movie review that reviews a movie that comes out a month ago. I give you Cinema Gems. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. In- I can't stand the Rod Sterling voice, oh my god. <laughs> I love it, but I can't stand it. That's great, though. How many and hello, times? everyone. Welcome to Cinema <laughs> But My Show. How's Hi. it going, buddy? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show that mostly talks about movies, sometimes other cinema-adjacent things like video games, TV shows. Ask me last time we did a video game review. I genuinely don't think we ever have. We might. I, ha- have. I have done one. Have I you? don't think you have. Okay. Nate, we can talk about that later. I can look in the book. And hey, that's a great segue into, before we start this review, uh, you can You don't t- like the Rod Sterling impression? I wasn't even going to say anything about the Rod Sterling impression. I was going to say, uh, if, if you have any kind of recommendations or anything like that, you can reach out to us on cinematems15 at gmail.com. Just wanted to get that out of the way. I mean, I can do another voice, but I don't think you're really going to like it. <sighs> Come on, Bob Maestro. You gotta go ahead and vote, man. Vote. Is that your Joe? No. Is that your Joe Biden? That's Bill Clinton. Is that Bill? That's Bill. That, man. That's not. That's not really great enough for Bill Clinton. We gotta stop this. <laughs> We're losing the two view, the two listeners we have. <laughs> They're just like great. They're just out of doing impressions of foreign dignitaries or dignitaries I, in general. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and correct the the intro that I do every time of what we are and just say, Hi, we're Cinema Gems, another podcast done by a bunch of voice acting wannabe nerds. Another one of thousands of those. So, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, we... Well, I'm an ex-film student that couldn't really make it in the actual, you know, uh, kind of area and then also loves radio and voice acting and then i met you at swapper jacks and you didn't to my knowledge you didn't do anything in the film industry you did something in the music industry yes and that's why i was like hey i've done more in the music side but i've always been fascinated with movies and tv shows and productions and especially anyone who can just do their entire job speaking right into a microphone, not having to show their face on set, not having to worry about makeup and practical effects Alan and everything. Tudyk. Just literally fucking Alan Tudyk, my god! When are we gonna do? When are we gonna review a movie with Alan Tudyk? Um, because it's not this one, unfortunately. No. I don't think so. Oh, by the way, uh, Patron asked me a question, and I was like, "Man, this is a really good option." She goes, "Have you reviewed any episodes of Fraggle Rock yet?" And I was like, "There is a new series out on Apple." On Apple Plus. Oh, God. So I could pick a handful of my favorite episodes of Fraggle Rock, and we can watch them and review them. We have a new friend at Swapper Jacks, who I think you need to run that idea by. Legit. Yeah. We'll go up to them and straight up, automatically, always make a Fraggle Rock reference. Oh, I I know. They've told me. Why do you keep the Fraggle... Why do you keep the radishes down in the well? Oh, so Fraggles can come up and grab them. (laughs) Customers legit are like, what... Is this the Twilight Zone? Is it? Full circle. Matrix 4, a.k.a. Matrix Matrix Resurrections. So, not gonna lie, the first five minutes of this movie really had me. First ten minutes of this movie really had me. I was hooked. With the idea of, wait, we're just literally going back to the beginning, but seeing it 
happen again, full circle. And yeah, I'm a little bit biased because I just watched Wheel of Time. So the idea of time as a circle oh. is very fresh in my head. But like the idea of time as a circle within the Matrix and it's repeating itself. But now we get to watch it from different angles and manipulate the events as they happen again. That's fucking cool. That's a very unique Wachowski's idea. Hell yes. I enjoyed. And then they lost me. I enjoyed the first 30 minutes because I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Great. This is where we're going? Even with Keanu, uh, well, do you want to get into the plot? Do we want to talk about plot details? So, so from what I can understand from watching it once in three segments, that the machines... Same. I did it in two. ...took Neo and placed him and Trinity in the same room occupancy on a, connected we, to separate things. Yeah. And they're basically... So saved him from dying and reimagining the Matrix again. Yes. And resetting it. Because it's... Is this set 20 years after the original Something one? like that, yeah. Then oh, you get... They never, they're never super specific about it. And then you get the guy who plays can, the new Candyman in, uh, as Morpheus. Yes. Uh, and then you also get... Well, kind of. Okay. What's her face? You get uh, Ming... Is it... Uh, uh, Ning, so give me a sec. Ning so Ning yeah, Nguyen? yeah, Abdul Mateen the second. I'm doing my best. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering it, but I my my best attempt. Colleen Wing. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen the second as New Morpheus. Yeah, also known as Jessica Henwick from... as Bugs, who not gonna lie, I kind of loved her. Oh, the she the was idea one of, the... of the White Rabbit from the first movie fully gaining like that just added to my oh my god time is a circle shit's repeating itself in a different way like the whole the whole first 20 to 30 minutes with and it even has uh neil patrick harris as his psychiatrist yes giving him the literal blue pills yes to constantly constantly keep him in the matrix constantly keep him from fighting against the programs that was such a great... I was like, oh, cool. And then you got Josh... Uh, and then having Neo within the Matrix be, being a game developer, making a game within a game that is the Matrix. That is everything that he remembers, but he remembers it as a dream, what, even uh, though it'll happen. And kind of same with Trinity. What's the guy who does Kristoff's voice? Kristoff. Oh, oh, uh, I have him here. Jo- uh, Jonathan Groff. He, Groff he, He's the new... He was king, uh, um, he was the king in Hamilton. He was the first king you in Hamilton. George, the, the crazy yes, one? King George the, he, king George the third, yes. Yeah. No, I'm also saying that he's the new Agent Smith because... Yes. Uh, you have, on one side you have, uh, is it... The so Elton here's king? the difference. Here's the difference here. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. I, I see a little bit of a disconnect. No, I'm gonna say Lawrence Fishburne and, um... Yaya Abdul-Mateen's Morpheus and Neil Patrick Harris, the analyst, okay. are not the same as the ones we saw in the first trilogy. Are not physically Correct. not at all the same person. Uh, this new Morpheus is Neo's reconstruction oh, yeah. from his memory. That reconstruction came to life. And, and that's, which I fucking that's love. That's great. I'm also kind of upset. I wish Actual Morpheus, Morpheus would have been... I agree. Would have, would have had a presence in this movie. However, I one of my favorite scenes in the movie was Niobe walking Neo through this new 
It's not Zion anymore. Nope. Zion got destroyed. Yep. Walking him through this new Zion and all the memorials to all the people who lost their lives after rebuilding Zion to its fullest and Morpheus had his own statue. No, and that's Lawrence Fishburne Morpheus. Yeah, and that's why So he, they definitely get they didn't boot him out of this they movie. I think there their was cap. Yeah. They were like That hey. was a big thank you. That was a big respect yeah. and I loved that that moment. That kind of made up to me of like, oh, that's why they're doing this new guy as Morpheus. But they're also doing enough of a job to distinguish him from the original Morpheus. They reference over and over again, I'm not real Morpheus, I'm a program reconstruction. I'm pretty damn close, but it's not the real thing. And then you also have uh, the, the King Elrond, or was it... Uh, 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 yes, and I'm blanking on his name. V? From- um, yes. He's he is not Agent you Smith. You go Weaving. Yes. He's not Agent Smith. No, um, he is no longer Agent he Smith. He didn't want to come back for his for his own reason, which is great. However, Jonathan Groff's Agent Smith is not better. No 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 no. I'm talking canonically. Is the same Agent Smith that Yugo Weaving played. It is the same exact program. Just a different program? Just a different appearance. Avatar? A different shell. Okay. Which I'm fine with. It is the same exact program and Jonathan Groff. Fucking nailed it. He did. My favorite parts of this movie were him recapturing that Hugo Weaving anger. Not saying that Hugo Weaving is bad or not as good. Josh, you know, Josh, Jonathan? Jonathan Groff. Groff Groff Sauce. Sauce. So, I'm not saying Groff Sauce was set up to fail, but I don't know if you could go better than what Hugo, Hugo Weaving did as Agent Smith. But he did a pretty damn good fucking good job. I'm, I'm going to say just on the same exact level as no one could replace Richard Harris as Dumbledore, but Michael Gambone did his fucking best. Same thing here. You know what they should do? They should just take his son, Richard Harris, and go back and re-edit all the Harry Potter movies to have Richard Harris. I Oh, I would absolutely Dumbledore. love Richard Harris as Dumbledore. He's hashtag, perfect. Hashtag Richard Harris Dumbledore. I, I support that. 100%. Hashtag Richard Harris Dumbledore. Unless we're doing a fully diverse casting of everyone in Hogwarts in which... I think I'm going to go ahead and say Idris Elba as Dumbledore. Get out of my brain. Yeah. Stop paying rent in my brain. Stop paying rent. I was just like, you know, Idris Elba would really go, this motherfucker. You're my brain. Why are you paying rent? You got to pay some rent if you up there. Oh, my God. So, first 20 minutes, first 30 minutes. Chef's I was loving kiss. it. I was Chef's loving kiss. all the setup. Chef's kiss. I really was. I even fucking laughed out loud when Groff is, uh, when New Smith is telling him like, oh yeah, we're literally only doing this because corporate fucking mandated it. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. We're only doing the Matrix 4 because corporate mandated it. Because the studio, they even name dropped Warner Brothers is mandating us doing it. Come on, you can't tell me that's the Wachowski speaking from behind the Just lens. one Wachowski. One Wachowski had a hand in his... The other Wachowski did. Yeah. Um, I think it was Lana that... Uh, I, I think so as well, but let me double check that before um, we actually... Yes, it was. So, look. After this, to me, it hits a wall. Like, there's a wall that's literally hit 40 minutes in. And unfortunately, it's the fight in. scenes for me. Yep. It's... it's Because it just... So much of what made The Matrix great was the wire foo and... If you're like me and you're a fiend for special features on DVDs, you probably watched all the behind-scenes documentaries where they were showing the 
years, I'm not even just me talking about like a few months of sporadic training, years dedicated every day in a gym learning Kung Fu, learning these different martial arts styles and ex uh, executing them perfectly because they practiced it that fucking much. Yeah. I've seen none of that in this movie. I think after... And, it's, and, and the heartbreaking part, it's especially in Neo's and Trinity's scenes. They're clearly throwing their punches. The the Neo and New Smith scene should have been fucking great. Those punches should have hurt yeah. to watch the same way that the punches in the first movie hurt to watch. Uh, the one where he's just like... When someone takes a body blow and you can feel it in your gut because you know they weren't holding back. No. But like... The other actor is trained enough to brace themselves as much as you can for something like that. It's the shit they do in WWE. Like, there you go, WWE reference once. I'm just gonna say it's not fake. It is staged and planned, and they train for that shit. But there's only so many ways that you can take a steel chair to your back. It's gonna hurt, but oh, you can brace yourself. For I thought it. about you the other day when I was in Lowe's. I was oh. walking around and I was like, "Oh, and he grabs the steel chair! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, I should FaceTime the Bumleister right now. <laughs> I should just be like, hey, look, steel chairs. <laughs> Bye, that's it. What's great is I'm not even the biggest wrestling fiend you know. No. Just from Swapper Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean... Look. The disappointing aspects of this movie are when you can see them pulling their punches. You see someone's fist not connect with someone, and you can see the reaction, the plan, the timing. That comes from not enough practice. Uh, so I asked, after I watched this movie, I was talking with um, Dr. Alan Kringle, and he says he thought it was okay. And Silent But Deadly was like all about this movie. He's like, okay. Matrix awesome, Matrix awesome. I was like, okay. So when he finally watched it, I just go, I was like, hey, Silent But Deadly, did you see it? And he just shakes his little hand like, eh, eh, eh. He's like, it was okay. That as good as the first one. I was like, my man. Hey. My man. Now, I will say, of course he thought the movie was okay. Because he couldn't hear the music. <laughs> oh, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> it's just what I need for, before I rant about this. I need to double check to see if it was the same person who composed the first movie. Because my problems weren't necessarily with the score; it was how poorly the score was handled in the final cut of the movie. You could tell it was chopped to fucking. Oh, you mean how they basically re-edited the yeah. night before it was released? Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty fucking obvious. Come on, give me a composer. Where are you? Where are you? Sorry, I'm checking the emails. The emails. The emails. Music by Johnny Kimlick and Tom Tequer. I have no idea who either of these guys are. What did you do? Yeah, I they I don't think they got anyone back for I again, like most of the movie and just like Silent But Deadly said, meh. Which is really disappointing for a Matrix movie. Because I love the first one. The second one's okay. The third one is less than okay. But I would watch any of those movies over the... After the 45 minute mark of this one. Yeah, because it all kind of falls apart. <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember most of the movie after um, the fight scene in the warehouse. Welcome to Cinema Joe's where we do our homework. Let's just guess. I 
I'll, you know I'll what I did honest. like? I did like the coffee the coffee shop sequence. Yeah. Where, where, you know, Trinity and Neil meet for, like, the first time in a long time. And she's like, hey, I know you. You're that game developer, right? And, like, the way she's... He's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and the way she... He's like... He's literally trying to flirt with her and her kids. It's the, it's the program going, intercept, intercept. Yeah. Like, mom! And he's just like... Then he steps back. And he's like, oh. Okay. Like, that's... That's my that's, sign. That that is a boundary, and I should not. That's where the line is. And then her husband comes in afterwards, and then after later in the movie, what? You know, fuck. Let's just let's just end the review because to be honest with you, I don't remember that much of it anyway. So I no, I'm talking about the coffee shop sequence with Neil yeah. Patrick Harris, like basically having a fucking goblet, just being like, what are you full on explaining, yeah. full exposition, yeah. Why are you being a James Bond villain, bro? Essentially, so it. Here's why I liked it and didn't like it. Because Neil Patrick Harris never half-asses anything. He um, full-asses everything. He full-asses everything. And I think this was his equivalent of uh, Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. You know what? I Gary like Oldman in Lost in Space. I feel like the movie's way underrated. Jupiter sure. Ascending. And we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. I know we're going to review it. I Maybe. can't say when. Don't know. Possibly. We don't know exactly when. But... I just might I know conveniently, you're happy for. might conveniently one week find the DVD in my mailbox. <laughs> hey, there's a present for you. What oh. is? What could it be? Something. Oh no! Can I send it back? No, you got to watch it first. <laughs> oh you my watch god! It first. Um, uh, I will totally agree with you. I would totally 100% agree with you with that. Um, as long as you go with John Hurt. And Snowpiercer and John Hurt in the first Harry Potter movie. Sure. He is one of the best parts about both of those uh, both of those movies. Um, Neil Patrick Harris is not he always full asses everything and it's literally him just being like, I'm giving a shit ton of money to act like this. Yeah. So I am not going to break character at all until the camera's off. Um I, th- I have a feeling I have nothing to back this up with. It's just gut instinct from watching the movie. I have a gut feeling check. that what happened here with the writing of this movie, where they just kept going and going and going and then reaching the two-thirds point, the almost over point in the movie and realizing, oh shit, we haven't explained anything. Fuck. Uh, let's just dump it all into this one character. It, he have was you ever basically heard... the architect. And that's the thing. He's the architect's... Uh, Prequel, uh, next in line. The, the next generation? Yeah. He's the, he's the next generation of the architect after the architect burned himself out. Oh, you know what he is? You know, like, Trelawney in the first... Yes. Uh, in the original series, and then you have Q? Yes. That's exactly what... Trelawney was the architect, and Q is Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. There's only going to be three people that get that reference and understand what we're talking about. Sure. And Dr. Alan Kringle is going to be one of them. Yep. That's for, perfectly fine. Go on. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to... Diverge, you're talking. So, if, if we're going to end this review, we should just give... No, our, no, finish what you're talking rating. about, and then we'll end the review. Um, so, it, I've, I have one more point about this movie. Okay, and I have that, it right here for you. <laughs> one more point, and it ties directly into my rating of this movie, because I almost wanted it to give it no gem. Okay. But the thing that saved it was... After this movie... I, I left this movie, and then few days after just 
kept questioning reality. <laughs> and I thought back to the first movie and I was like, isn't that what made the original so good? That it makes you question what is real? What if I am in a simulation? What the fuck even is life? And what does anything matter? Like, that's the effect this movie has. That is the intended effect of the first Matrix movie. And I had that thought cycle again right after watching this one. And I was like, well shit, I guess that technically makes it a good Matrix movie. <laughs> um, so, Patron and I were, were, uh, were traveling around to our local library to go pick up a DVD. Because, you know, internet is the thing yeah that we need that you need copy. yeah so we were driving around and there were three white vehicles and Patron just goes are we in the Matrix I go no I go if you really want to get technical they would have to be Hyundais or Hondas and the same exact model mm-hmm. then you would question reality and my brain was like why is this question being asked while we are viewing the Matrix 4, a.k.a. Matrix Resurrection, who asked for it, review. <laughs> the studio. The studio asked for it. We the all know who like, fucking asked for it. Hey, it's we need studio. money. Can we, yeah. can, we, can we keep beating the skeleton of the source? Yeah. <laughs> can we? I, I, I want to reiterate, I am by no means mad at the actors. I am by no means mad at the directors, the writers involved. I'm not mad at... Either of the Wachowski siblings, the one that Lana first staying in and steering the course, and uh, I am blanking on the, the other sibling's name. Sibling? I am so sorry. But I, I know I'm going to pass the time. But I know who you're really mad at is the composers. No, because even that, that was clearly just uh, so much of the budget was already taken up by the movie and the studio going, um, no, 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 money. Oh, we still need music for this Wait, movie. Are they Cookie Monster, but with money? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Just imagine Cookie Monster, but like the capitalist with Cookie a tie. Monster. Yeah, capitalist Cookie Monster. Okay. Sure, that's a thing now. I... Hashtag capitalist Cookie Monster. He's got a he's got a top hat, a tuxedo, a monocle, and he's got four K bars that he uh, fourteen like, carat. Let's be honest, bars. though. It's it's really Mr. Krabs. It's it's really just Mr. Krabs. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, now, I, I know we're trying to make a new character with, like, capitalist Cookie Monster, but it's really money, money, money. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so did you get the other uh, Truchowski sibling's name? Because I was patting for time. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Wow. It's... Let's look up Speed Racer, and then just go check that out. And Lily. Sorry. <laughs> it was literally one click over. I'm an idiot. I like how you're like, Lana and Lily, which Speed Racer. I, I'm absolutely not mad at either Which? Lala or Lily Wachowski for staying and directing and writing and steering the course or staying out of it for your own mental health. Because hell yes, I've learned the importance of that and turning down things that you're a little bit passionate about, but they're honestly more taxing on your mental and physical health than anything else. So, what like, are you saying yeah. about the podcast? Are you leaving? No. Oh, okay. I was like, this is new to me. Absolutely not. Side note, Speed Racer's underrated. Just want to put that out there. That's what I feel. I feel like that movie. You think underrated. it's underrated? Yeah. Oh, I definitely fuck agree. yeah, it's underrated. I I agree. Um. Okay. So we have a rating system here on Cinema Gems. Full gem, an amazing movie. Half gem, an all right movie. No gem, a horrible movie. But Meister himself. Are you writing something? What are you writing down right now? Are you write. I'm I'm writing a note. Do I, can I look at it right now? Yes, you can look at it right now. It's a side note. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
He didn't even dot the eye fully. <laughs> it's kind of a dead pen. And that side, is that how you spell side? S-I-D-E, yes. My brain's just used to seeing it in other words. So oh my god. My brain's like, what is that Dyslexia word? is fun. Um, what do you give Matrix for hashtag Matrix Resurrection, the, the movie that no one asked for? So here on Cinema Gems. Did you already do this? Yes, yeah, I already did. Okay, cool. Sorry. I already I'm, did your job for you. Because uh, I'm sitting in your chair with the computer and the spot with the new computer. Like, like I said, the thing that saved this movie from no gem for me were... Immediately doubting reality afterwards, <laughs> but also fully believing all of the actors involved um, and knowing that there was at least a little bit of love and passion put into this before the studio put their grubby hands all over it and slashed it to pieces, I'm sure. So I know that uh, Matrix uh, 4 did be, become third on my worst movie list of 2021, but I also give it a half gym mainly because... Have I feel to. like you have to be very inebriated in order to not only understand it's, it... Let, let me illustrate you the very specific type of half gem that this is. This is a half of a gem that, uh, across the top of it, you can see the word META in big, bold print. But if you take a microscope and, and zoom into any of the letters, you can see the, the letters, M-E-T-A, are actually comprised of teeny tiny little meta 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 it, and that just goes on forever. It just it just never stops. <laughs> it it's is a never layer within cycle. layer within layer within layer within layer within layer, and it's <gasps> it hurts your brain if you think about it too much. The never ending story. story. I'm so sorry, listeners. Um, I really am. So yeah, so that is our rating system for uh, our podcast, and also our. <laughs> For for Matrix Res- Resurrections, so, Resolutions, whatever. Do you want to do? Do you want which theme do you want to do first? For Before you? we do any of the themes, oh, okay. I want to remind our listeners: uh, you can tell us what you thought about Matrix Resurrections. Were we completely wrong? Was I completely wrong? You can tell us all about it at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. You can go to Twitter and follow us at cinemagems underscore pod. You can go to Instagram and kind of see us semi in action and things having to do with the show and having to do with the, the puppers at uh, cinemagems pod. And then so with the no Twitter, underscore. Cinemagems underscore pod. pod. Correct. Uh, we're only a little bit mentally exhausted from just the everything. It's guys. okay. Forgive us. It's okay. We we mainly communicate through text messages, <laughs> and it's like, oh, life. Oh wait, I need to respond. Yeah, no, for <laughs> real. And yeah. Um. Uh. So, which theme song do you want to do first? Oh. Okay. Okay. So you got that one. All right. I'm ready whenever you are. It's the quarantine watch list. What'd you watch when you were all alone? But I wasn't alone. I was with the dogs. Close enough. Okay, uh, so do you have a list of movies slash TV shows slash comics slash YouTube slash... You start with yours because cool. I'm going to think... Stranger Than Fiction. Okay. With Will Ferrell and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal and Dustin Hoffman and Emma Thompson... And Queen Latifah. Okay. 2008. Okay. Really good fucking movie. Definitely go check that one if you can. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Patron was in and out of consciousness when she was watching it. But she also talked that it was basically a a movie about accepting death. Which is 
maybe why I enjoy it so much because it's a conversation that needs to be had. Okay. Um, not not through. It's a conversation that needs to be had fully about death in general, about how it's you shouldn't worry about it constantly, hanging like Damocles' dagger over your head. Right. Like you could die at any moment, but just get over. It. A family show. <laughs> Um, and the final season of News Radio that I will be watching because Phil Hartman did pass away between season four and season five. Um, so I've watched one, two, three, and season four of News Radio. Classic, amazing. Uh, season four, I guess you would call it the gas leak season. Um, because after a certain character left, Catherine, when, after Catherine left, I was just like, oh, okay, this is, we're just, we're, we're not even checking if the if the safety seats are on when we go on the roller coaster. <laughs> okay. Um, I have Phil one. Har- okay, Phil Hartman did an amazing job for that one. Star Trek, the motion picture, slow motion picture with me and Patron. And y'all were playing the Monopoly? We were playing the 25th anniversary Star Trek original series Monopoly. Oh my god. Patron and I had more fun playing the game... <laughs> Of it's, a, it's a slow burn. The best part is, is Patron's like, oh, it's two hours and 20 minutes? Yeah. Will I notice? Yeah. Yes. When will I notice? By the four, whole time. By minute 45. The whole fucking time. At one point, she's like, why do they keep showing the Enterprise so many times? I go, don't know why. Don't know. IDK. Um, so, and then also I watched Senior Trip. Uh, it has... Jeremy Renner's first movie role. Okay. Uh, holy shit, Hawkeye Young. God damn. You have Tara Strong and okay. is in it. She's like the the slutty goth girl. Okay. And Tara Strong, the voice of Bubbles? Yeah. Oh my god. And okay. also What is this is, called? Uh Senior Trip. Uh and also who's the second host for the symbiote? Is and, this National Lampoon Senior Trip? Yep. Oh my god. Who is the host for Jax in the second version of Deep Space Nine? The the little young chick? The young girl? Jadzia? Not the original one. The one that happens afterwards and her and um, uh, Dr. Uh, Bashir? Yeah, they get married. Her character. I don't know. Okay, I think it's. I genuinely do not know. I'm pretty sure I don't it's remember her that or Jadzia. That is also in this movie as well. Oh, yeah. I, I see Tara Strong. Jadzia. I see Michael Blake. I see Valerie McCaffrey. Do you see Chong yet? Yes, Tommy Chong, Jeremy Renner. Look, Kevin McDonald, oh who basically God. plays a Captain Kirk one-off character. This movie's so fucking weird and so cringeworthy. It's the 1990s in a capsule that you didn't that did not need to be unlocked. Well, there is a character in this. Hang on, I'm I'm literally just scrolling through IMDb on my slow ass computer that is not keeping up. Um, one of the characters in true National Lampoon fashion is named Miss Tracy Milford. Just gonna point that out. <laughs> That's the kind of movie this is. Um. It Just is, know what you're walking into. <laughs> it is a time capsule of the 90s that no one knew oh, that was away, that didn't God. know it needed to be opened. Um, also, Big Business with um, 
Lily Tomlin, the voice of Miss Frizzle. Okay. And Book! Book! Bette Midler herself. Oof. And they play... So they play twins. So Bette Midler is supposed to be... They're identical twins, but they were switched at birth. Okay. So Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler both have... They both have Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler as one group of sisters... And another group of sisters is the same, but they're literally switched at birth, so there's supposed to be two Lily Tomlins and two Bed Midlers in the same family. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Yes, Sorry. It does. In my brain, I'm like... I think it does. I, I mean, if y'all kept up with that, let us know on Twitter or cinemagem15 at gmail.com. I mean, also, Little Giants with Rick Moranis... Oh, my God. And Ed O'Neill. Were they brothers in that, in that movie? And guess who else shows out of it? Harry Shearer himself, the true New Orleanian, is the sports announcer. I'm just like, and the little giants, zero. And I'm just like, oh. Patron was like, who's that? I was like, that's the voice of Mr. Burns. <laughs> that's the voice of Mr. Burns. And also, Full House, season one. Not my choice, but hey, it's okay. Uh, and I have a couple of other movies that I'm going to. And also, I finished reading a book, The House on the Cerulean Sea. Uh, basically, um, take Harry Potter universe. Okay. Take out all the wizards. Keep all of the... Magical animals. Exactly. Okay. Shift it into the 1984 universe. Like 1984. Yeah. The, and then take that part. Take whatever's left and then put it in Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. And you got this book. So, what Fantastic Beasts should have been? Uh, no, because it's about magical youth. Okay. It's interesting. Um, I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, it's also, uh, L, um, uh, sorry. Stop me if I'm wrong. L, B, G, Q, T, plus. Um. I think you got it. Uh, inclusive. That was, at the very least, that was a good attempt. <laughs> sorry. I, I am think a you got cis it, white male. We're doing and our I best. Do, I do, I do my damnedest to be correct. We do our best to be respectful of everyone. Uh, but yeah, it is the author is. We're trying, y'all. T.J. Clune. Okay. Um, but yeah, you should check it out. I enjoyed it. It's kids and magic. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You have the son of Satan as one of the children, literally spawn of hellfire, running amok in this uh, orphanage. Perfect. That's it. That's all I got. So I have two. Uh, One? I have Enchanted. I finally, finally watched You've never seen it? I had never watched it before because anyone I had ever talked to said, it's meh. It's okay. It's It's not It's whatever. It's It's, This is a beautiful movie. It's amazing. This is a I like full on cackled. GLaDOS counted at least seven times. It's Disney making fun of themselves. And it's great. It's, what the fuck? How has no one ever told me, like, like, there was the 2D animation portions in the, like, the first, what, 20 minutes of the movie Mm -hmm. that were just beautiful and amazing and self-referential in the best possible ways. And after I finished watching this movie, and we haven't watched this yet, this is on the uh, watch list for future quarantine watch lists, uh, I wanted to jump right into Gallivant. Have okay, you, Patron. Have you ever seen Gallivant? Has Patron made you watch Gallivant? Patron 
loves Galavant so much. I fucking love that show, and I have not been able to find anyone else who isn't super perturbed and annoyed by me singing Galavant randomly. So, hey, if if you're another one of the three weirdos in the world who watched that show before it got canceled, at me. I mean, that's the anniversary of 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 Enchanted this year. I mean, hey, if you so want to review Enchanted it. at some point, we I'm just got to have GLaDOS in with it. I'm fine with that. Do we, do we want to make that another GLaDOS Patron installment? We could, or we a, could make that, yeah. yeah or a Fairy Gay Mother installment? We'll run it by the three of them and see which one bites first. Speaking of the Fairy Gay Mother, oh. sometime this week, she is coming over to the Annex and watching Muppet Treasure Island with GLaDOS and I. GLaDOS no has invite? never seen it before. What? She's never seen it before. How? Fairy Game Mother and I are determined. This isn't officially on GLaDOS's list, but we're determined to make her watch this well, crucial piece of our childhood. Well, all I gotta say is that Fairy Game Mother is supposed to come back on this year, and I did mention that we could review that one. I think she's down. And I've talked to her as well. I think she's down. And then the down. four of us could review it because GLaDOS could be on and talk about it. Um, you're going to have to limit how much I am on this review because I will not be able to stop myself from singing when you're a professional pirate. Oi, oi. <laughs> hey, maybe, what happens if we ask dead Tom? Oh, old Tom. <laughs> Real old Tom. Oi, dead Tom. Dead Tom's always been dead. Big, ugly, butt-faced, baby eating O'Brien. Oi, oi. Literally, whenever... <laughs> Either of us is at work, <laughs> and the other one asks us so for something. Sorry. I, 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 I. Oh my god! And the people around us are like, "What are y'all talking about?" We have to do the entire scene. Then they understand. Oh, and apparently, Fairy Game Mother came up to me and she goes, "Hey, Admiral." I go, "Yeah, what's up, Fairy Game Mother?" She's like, "You know who you are?" Since we're Chaos Twins, I was like, "Who am I?" She goes. I'm Wario. And I go, Waluigi! <laughs> and she's just like, best. Oh my god. She goes, she goes, that voice is almost perfect. <laughs> Waluigi. So, I think that's both of our quarantine monsters, yes. right? So we do have, yeah. You we, said, we have some, uh, some... We do, we have two bits of them. Um, so, we're going to try. I got kind of nervous last week because we had both the dogs and Patron on. So we're going to try and do it differently this time. One, two, a one, two. News, news, That's it. You nailed it. All you needed was a count off. That's, a, that's fine. We're good. Because last time you were just like, let's go. And I'm like, what? Well, we'll practice that. It's okay. It'll come back to us. Uh, it's, it's been a minute. So, uh, Pixar's... New movie Turning Red, okay, is not being released in theaters. It's being oh. immediately set up on uh, Disney Plus. On Disney Plus, premium Dis- or free? Free. Okay. Uh, and because it's not being released because of the pandemic still going on. And yep, it's resurging because people won't get their goddamn vaccines, and you won't mass. understand like, hey, this vaccine affects everyone in different ways, and just because you got COVID last year doesn't mean you're immune to it now, and doesn't mean that it won't fucking kill you if... you See, the thing is, a virus doesn't care what you believe in. Nope. 
Like, won't. you can believe that the virus doesn't exist, but a virus does not give a fuck what you believe in. It won't kill you if you... If you have not shots. shielded yourself properly from it, it'll kill you regardless. Yep. Um, also... Sorry to get so fucking down on the show, y'all, but, but I'm getting very up. tired of this constant cycle of having to tell all my friends, hey, I'll hang out with you again after the pandemic's over. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the soapbox is over there. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Okay. So let's move the soapbox back over there. Um, Disney has also stated that they will release the movie in theaters in countries that do not have Disney access to Disney+. Plus. Okay. So, good on them for that. Yeah. Like, it's great that they're doing that, you know, and it's also great that they're just like, you know what, Pandemic Surgeon, we got a bunch of subscribers, fuck it, we don't give a shit anymore. And also... They're making their money off of... Look, they made their money for Encanto and every movie they're going to make in the next ten years just off of Encanto. Oh, you mean off the album spot? Yes. Um, so, um, you remember how when... Tony Stark was first coming about in 2008 that people were talking about being playing Tony Stark, like Tom Cruise. Sure. Was in talks to be Tony Stark. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Go on. Before RDJ was was, uh, Tony Stark. Go go on. Well, uh, Sam Raimi has just gone, fuck it all. Tom Cruise (laughs) is now Tony Stark in this weird variant universe that we're going to be a part of in the multiverse of madness. And Doctor Strange too, and I'm like, okay. Is he gonna be drunk? So I'm I'm holding this with the same. I hope it's good, but I'm not expecting anything. Attitude that I'm holding the Netflix Avatar live action too, uh, especially after watching their live action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. Wait, what did you just say? Netflix live action of nothing, of literally nothing. It didn't two? happen. Hmm. What the fuck are you talking? Two. Cow- Cowboy Bebop. I thought you said Avatar. You said Avatar. I, I thought I said Cowboy Bebop. You I'm did sorry. say Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Afterwards, but I was like Avatar. What? Sorry. No, they are doing a Netflix Avatar. Cool. Cool. There is a ni- not live action Netflix Avatar coming. Thank you. My brain was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So that is happening, and yes, Cowboy Bebop, I hear Cowboy Bebop is okay. It gets real bad toward the end, because in my opinion, without giving way too much away, uh, it really becomes the, uh, what's her fucking name, the the girlfriend. Faye Valentine? No, not Faye. She's never the girlfriend. Spike's old girlfriend, who was supposedly dead, and Vicious. It becomes the what's-her-face and Vicious show and it just gets really fucking annoying glad i didn't watch it it's uh, they emphasized the wrong shit it's the most annoying thing to see in an adaptation of something is an adaptation that misses the entire point of the original sorry soapbox back to you (laughs) got it and i'm putting it in the other room okay we're good everything's fine here thanks you just hit it again (laughs) Just bounce for some reason. Everything's everything's fine here. And, Situation nominal. And I just want to, people, the listeners to know that the uh, dogs are back in the soundproof sound booth. Yes. Um, they're back in there. Uh, they understand that. They, they come around every once in a while. It is nice for them to come out. They had a fun time. Um, but maybe in the future they can be 
on it more, possibly. In we'll the see. Video store with a hole in the roof, possibly. Um, but we don't know. We shall see. Uh, pa- pandemic pending. A lot of things pending. Look, life is life, man. And that takes us to the end segment of thank you, Marty, the arrogant observer, <laughs> for letting us use your website. LowRainPictures.com. Please, guys, go into your 30 tab. Please go check them out. Um, the I, Your 30 tab is great. I love those guys. I love occasionally listening I to, to them. Text, I should listen to them a lot more. I need to text him about the... Uh, about the, 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 the potential thing. thing? The potential thing. Yeah? The potential thing that he wants to I promise we're not teasing nothing. Like, there, there have been ideas thrown around, and we're just not going to talk about them yet, because uh, we don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. But look, know, as well be... as the Amazing Your 30 guys, you can go to the uh, Cinema Gems tab and find our whole ass backlog. 328 episodes. An absurd amount of episodes. So if you're on a really long road trip and you're somehow not tired of our voices, uh, there's a lot of it. And there's actually a lot more without me, if if I'm thinking. And I, I understand. It's okay. I think this book right here is mainly you. Really? Yeah. I'm okay with that. But hey. That's uh, volume two. LowRainPictures.com for all the episodes, as well as Apple iTunes. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. still on there. Yep. Um, and guys, also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, we want you to know that it's hard right now. It's Life is hard to actually try and communicate with anybody, to see friends from a social distance to outside. Handle screens. loss after loss after loss. It's okay to not be okay. I'm sorry for how cliche that's become, but really... Remind yourself, I've been saying this for, what, more than a year now, and I, I think I mean it now more than ever. Really, do be kind to yourself. Oh, it's ready for the... For, uh, well, I mean, also that too. Be kind to yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. I, I hate saying that because it's uh, it sounds so fucking cliche. It sounds like a goddamn Hallmark card, but it's right. I say begrudgingly. The more you know. The more you know. Um... All I gotta say, guys, is next week we have are gonna have a very special guest uh, on. Oh. Yeah. Are we? Oh yeah, we totally are. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, because of the <laughs> coin flip. Do you want to tell no, the no, listeners no, how no, we no, determined? No. Because of the Brian Cranston coin flip. Yes. Hashtag Brian. Do you, you, you want to tell the the viewers what um what transpired? Um, the listeners, the viewers. Yeah. So. Wait, about Brian Cranston or about the coin flip? The, the coin flip and how we determined what we so, were reviewing for the next two weeks. Because you already had two movies in mind and I had basically just said flip a coin. So. Um, and now literally we have that coin that chooses, it literally chooses what movies we watch. The, the coin thrown to you by Brian Cranston, King of Orpheus. Yes, in the. Orpheus, right? Or, Orpheus, yes. Orpheus. Okay. In the last Mardi Gras that I've ever been to. Yep. <laughs> um. Uh, 2019, or no, 2020. Yep, because it literally happened, I think, oh, six days before my wedding. Um, there is a list that it, that a certain person has. That it, yes. Oh, that, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis tweeted. I, I didn't get that, but oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis did talk about that. A long time ago, Gladys was assigned a list of movies that we demand she well, has well, to watch at some point. Well, I don't know if we point. demand. We Beg, humbly suggest. humbly suggest uh, that she has to add to her catalog of data at some point. Uh, and if you've been with the show for a while, you know that we've scratched a few things off of that list, but we're slowly chipping away at it. 
Um, and it is the 40th anniversary of this movie coming up. And I think that's all we're going to say. Yeah. That aspect. We can just leave it there. It's the 40th anniversary. I'm not saying we're going to get it out of the way because we want to get it out of the way. I'm getting it out of the way now so I don't forget about it mm-hmm. halfway through the year. Where I'm like, oh my god! We gotta review this! Um, because the house that Boba built, yes, that's yes. what we're calling the book of no, Boba. No, the, the house that Boba repurposed. It didn't really that's build your anything. choice of words. My choice of words <laughs> is the house that Boba built. Okay. Um, because it has seven episodes, so we have to wait two more weeks in order to review it. Okay. So that's why we have two more installments yes. of old random anniversaries that no one really cares about. Yeah, but we do, because yep. fuck it, that's what we do. <laughs> hey, some sort of relevance. That's what we do, I guess. Alright, guys, all we gotta say is, uh, wipe your hooves and see you later, but also, guys, black lives always matter. Always do. Still, still do, always will. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye, all.